Wait, wait. Before before we do that, do you have um? Did you make a document? Not for you to look at. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Great. Is your your body's ready? My body is ready. Hello, Cameron. I just have one thing to say to you. Greetings and welcome. I want to play a game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds fun. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Who could say no to that? Well, Cameron, do you want to play a game? Yes. Hooray! I want to play a game, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Cameron, the game we are playing, the name of the game tonight is Choose Who We Do Post-Garth. Who are we going to do? Who are we going to do? <laughs> and so, the game I have constructed is an experiment. So, first, we need to define the rules of the game. All right? Okay. So, let's see. I, I want to get your input on the rules that I have for our podcast itself. For who is eligible. Great to be on think outside the box set okay so i think rule number one artist must be successful or renowned even if only inside of one genre or maybe subgenre yeah i'd say so okay yeah and And, uh you know that's up to our discretion you know like right what that what that would mean right they have to like i i would say they either have to have like a super deep success in a narrow area or like a super broad success but you know what i mean yeah like yeah. but but shallow you know like i don't know yeah exactly so, so yeah, somebody like velvet underground would be eligible because even though they didn't like sell a lot of records they were famous for inspiring tons of people to start bands sure okay so that's rule the first rule number two We, personally, the two of us, cannot have listened to that artist much. Probably no more than a few songs. And we'll give ourselves some latitude here, but in general, I would say probably not a whole album's worth of music. Right. Yeah, I would say, like, you know, we maybe could break the rule if 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 we knew that we just heard, like, the top hit album. Yeah. Um, but then there's all of these other ones that no one talks about or something. Yeah. Like if there's this whole sort of like lost catalog. So like, but yeah, in general, I would, I would agree with that. Okay, good. And yeah, I think as a corollary to that rule, it's even better if nobody we know of or have ever talked to has ever listened to this artist. Definitely. Yeah. And that's, it's great how, how Garth is completely exemplary of all those things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to miss him or something. <laughs> Now that we've finished talking about him and have gone all the way up to 2016 with The Gunslinger and all these great episodes that we've already recorded and are definitely in the past. uh, Yeah. I'm I'm missing him already, Cameron. Yeah, me too. Oh, good old Garth. Good old Garth. And then then we ceremonially killed him. (laughs) I mean, that's... Which is... That's the other rule is that we're going to kill all the artists after we're done with it. We can't suffer them to live. Yeah. 
We were. This is uh, their swan song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stupid, dumb swan <laughs> song on a podcast. So, the game that I have for you to play tonight is a. Um, let's see, what is it? Fourteen-team uh, single elimination tournament, also known as a bracket. Okay. And I'll be posting this document that I have in front of me uh, for visual aids for the people who need it. But mostly what this does is it pits two artists against each other. And so we only have to discuss two at a time. For instance, if we were talking about, I mean, we would like, we've obviously listened to these artists, but we would say like, okay, who do we want to cover most? The Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Because neither of us have ever listened to either of those. Right. Beatles, like a bunch of bug men. (laughs) Sounds boring. How did you come up with these names? Is this some sort of (laughs) random name generator? (laughs) I went to uh, generate your Wu Tang Nan Wu Fuck Wu Tang Clan Name Generator Here dot com Fuck <sighs> My tongue's all twisted I heard that site is nothing to fuck with <laughs> uh, That's my favorite song Wu Tang Clan name, name Generator Ain't nothing to fuck with <laughs> uh, That's And that's mm-hmm. And that's the entirety of my <laughs> Of my ability to make a Wu Tang Clan joke it's interesting you say that because they're on my long list. And in an earlier oh. draft of this draft, they actually appeared. Um, but they're not on this draft. Not on this draft, no. Okay. So, let's talk about the rules of the game. We'll be discussing each tournament pair, going from the beginning to the quarter to the semi to the finals. and. Okay. both of us will be discussing but cameron i leave it to you to ultimately make the final judgment oh shit because i'm the one yeah i'm the one setting up this game and try as i might protest you have the power to override me okay however so you get to curate the list but i get to like call the shots within the extremely confining box that you've put me in exactly yes although saw style (laughs) (laughs) yes just like and the saw. stakes are just as high yeah because we will be murdering these artists <laughs> however there is one more thing i provide myself with one veto after which okay. it will go to a tiebreaker round and i right. think i think oh i'm not going to use that on the final obviously <laughs> but maybe i can only use it in the first round and the quarterfinals maybe that's good okay. and i think one more thing to make things interesting, if it's not making the rules too complicated, is I want to provide... Blindfolded. <laughs> we have to do it with ball gags. Yeah. Ooh. We have to do it with leather masks. <laughs> no, no. The real rule is that I am also providing for you a lightning round. Well, it's in the first round, but a, a, a lightning choice to strike out and replace any artist in the first round. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. However, I will more or less randomly pick it from the long list. So gotcha. you may or may not get okay. a better artist. All right. Okay. And then finally, some caveats. Because we're only talking about artists that we know nothing about, obviously our discussion is going to be based on what these people like (laughs) just like here i'm gonna make some wild claims yes (laughs) hearsay and speculation is essentially what we're going to be talking about our unfounded stereotypes um but in that way it's going to establish the baseline of our exploration 
because just right. like with Garth, we went in with certain, uh, however ill-founded preconceptions that were proven to be either correct or incorrect to varying degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say mostly correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know about that. With some, with some pleasant surprises. Yeah. He, I mean, he was a lot more progressive than I thought from... Yeah, yeah, me too. whatever. Anyway, you, you, you ready to, to start, start it, start it yeah, off? Yeah, Nathan, kick it off. I'm so stoked. Yeah! Okay, Cameron. I'm rubbing my, I'm rubbing my hands together. I don't know if it's coming <laughs> Ooh, through the mic. I can hear it. Ooh, okay. It's not the only rubbing I hear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, first round fight. Uh, ABBA versus Genesis. Go. Ah, very good. Genesis is um <laughs> is, is is the original project of that guy who wrote the Tarzan theme song, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, that's one of the jokes that can be made. The other is that it, it the the members went on to found a band called Deuteronomy that was much less successful and more boring. Very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Any jokes you want to um, make about ABBA while we're at it? Um Apparently not. No, I just... Okay, so here's the thing about... I mean, are we just getting right into it? Yeah, be my guest. Okay, so I don't really know enough about uh, about um, Phil Collins um, mm-hmm. in order to like have strong feelings about him one way or the other. I really like the song In the Air Tonight. There's some interesting apocrypha behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really know anything else about like Genesis or their music. So Peter Gabriel was in that band at some point. I know that that's a person. Okay. <laughs> I've also <laughs> I've also heard the name, but yeah, no relation. I've heard those names. Mm-hmm. Um but ABBA, so I've had this like feeling about ABBA for a while now. That's that basically goes like this. People shit on ABBA, but whatever it is they're doing, every time I hear a song and then I find out that it's ABBA, I'm like, shit, I think I might like ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am non-ironically into the song Dancing Queen, which, as far as I know, is their biggest hit or most well-known hit. Right. Um, like, I love that song. And then... Um, listening to the back catalogs of my brother, my brother and me, you, me, you and I have both, you know, independently thought, wow, what is this awesome, awesome song that was their mm-hmm. original theme song and uh, found out it was ABBA. It's called Take a Chance. And, uh, and it's so cool. Take a Chance. If you change your mind Take a chance On the first in line Take a chance On the unstable free Take a chance on me If you need me Let me know Gonna be around If you got no place to go When you're feeling down If you're all alone It's, it's lovely. It's like, it's like pop and choral and uh, it's a cool song. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about the idea of, and I don't know if this would if this is what would happen <laughs> or not. But I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited about the idea of listening to ABBA and then like like being an becoming a an apologist. Apologist. I like an ABBA apologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I like that idea of like. Um, I feel like if I gave him a chance, 
I would probably be pretty smitten with them most of the time. Right. And then uh, it could be a very different experience than our experience with Garth. Maybe. Right. I don't know. Much what more do you positive. I totally agree. Yeah. I, I, I sort of dismiss them obviously uh, as the dancing queen yeah. band because I, yeah, the dancing I, queen band. Yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to that song in probably 10 or 50. Well, I've like heard it at parties or something, but I haven't like actually chosen right. to listen to it in like 10 or 15 years. Um, and I sort of dismissed them as like, Oh, the dancing queen band bliss sounds stupid. Oh, mama Mia. Here I go away again, not listening to this band. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I, I really dig what you're, you're getting at. And of course, like I, I think, I think hearing them as the theme song for Bim Bam's earliest episodes made me really yeah. like reconsider ABBA. Um, I love stacked up pop female vocals. Yeah. Like ABBA. I like a lady heart. And that's a um, fact. She's not holding yeah. any vocals back. <laughs> uh, I just like, I love that sound of like highly produced, like stacked up uh, female vocals. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I, I just very easily enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to say ABBA. Let's go with ABBA. Let's for that go with round. ABBA. I totally agree. Sorry, um, Phil. Philip. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we are going to have to kill the people, the bands and the singers who get eliminated from these rounds. Okay. Uh, so so not, on, not only are we deciding who we're going to choose for our next season, but we're also choosing uh, who will never be <laughs> featured on this show. <laughs> well, no, they can be still featured on the show posthumously. They're just never going to be featured in every, anything ever again in life. Yeah, I don't know if it's worth doing the show without the, going through the ceremony. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. This this uh, okay. <laughs> this experimental episode took a dark turn, but I guess I started that by <laughs> the the quote from the Saw movies. Yeah. Okay, so Abba it is, and if okay, mark my words, Cameron. If we end up listening to Abba, if they make it all the way to we the have finals, to watch the movie. <laughs> No, that's not what I'm going to say. We should probably not um, for our own sanity. No, but, no, we have to watch the movie. Oh like that's like the the pinnacle of like. You mean Mamma Mia? The movie is like. Yeah, that's like uh, the that's like the response. Like that's the cultural response to ABBA that we have to talk about. Okay, I think we have to do it. <sighs> well, what I was going to say if, is if, if we choose if, ABBA, if we choose ABBA, then. We are going to have to keep a, a sharp-eared lookout, you more than me, because you have a much better ear than I do, for chord progressions that go A, B, B, A. Because if they have never written a song with that chord progression, they've been extremely remiss. Negligent, I'd say. Oh, interesting. Especially, they're all, it's already capitalized. Like, how awesome would that be to, like, pull up the tablature and just be like, A, B, B, A? Wait a minute. <laughs> um, next pair... Number one, Megadeth, and number two, Meatloaf. <clears throat> and I, I tried to make oh. these. At first, I was, I was pairing extremely similar artists against each other, and then I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem very productive. And so I tried to right. introduce like some level of nearness in the pairings, but not necessarily like uh, Rolling Stones versus Beatles or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is another situation where. I don't know much about Megadeth other than that they spelled death without an A, right? Yep. They used <laughs> up the A already word. in the mega part. 
Yeah. Let me, let me just look up to see, like, I don't think I know any Megadeth songs. Like, hmm. let me just look at Megadeth number one song. Okay. I think I can allow and that. Just see if, let's see if I know it. Um, uh, no, I don't, I don't recognize any of this. Okay, so I'm completely unfamiliar with Megadeth. I have no preconceived notions about them. Uh, yeah, I... They're a pretty hard metal band from what I understand. I mean... Right. The only exposure I've had to them directly has been looking up on YouTube as two hip hop heads react to, uh, oh, I forget which Megadeth. Yeah, song. you showed me that video. Yeah, <laughs> and the song itself sounded super bonkers, like shifting dynamics, lots of double bass uh, drum kit. Right. Um. Yeah. Very metally metallic. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about what you what do you know about Meatloaf? Uh, mostly just Fight Club. Bob oh, what? I forgot he was in that. <laughs> that was my first uh, exposure to, to oh, Meatloaf. He's got some bitch and tits in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so to speak. And then, and then, uh, so I, I think I've heard two of his songs. I've heard the Dr. Pepper song. <laughs> <laughs> his, his song, I Would Do Anything for Love, that was featured in, I believe, a Dr. Pepper commercial. That's a, whoa, um, okay. I Would Do Anything for Dr. Pepper. But I won't drink Coke. Yeah, is it, that how it goes? No, I think it's just the song. Oh, and but like it's it. I would have to look it up, but I, I'm pretty sure it has. It, it's something to the effect of like you know, uh, you know, sexy teens or something, mm-hmm. and like, uh, but then they won't share their Dr Pepper. Or <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> they'll share everything and anything else, but not that Dr Pepper. Every bodily fluid that carbonated, you can think of, the, but not Dr. Pepper. The carbonated prune juice is mine. <laughs> um, and then I believe I saw the music video for that, which I think it was like a Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. Or maybe a Phantom oh, of the Opera kind of thing. Yeah, it is like a Beauty and the Beast thing. Not like animated yeah, Disney, like but that. like Meatloaf yeah. dresses up in some weird makeup and prosthetics. Yeah. So that song's hilarious. Okay. Uh, and then there's another one that's it's like a duet that is very popular in karaoke situations uh you know karaoke situations <laughs> it's my favorite bar to go to <laughs> yeah me um, for a beer at karaoke yeah. situations cam i s- stumbled into a real karaoke <laughs> situation here didn't i uh but my bosses uh sang it i'm pretty sure it's a meatloaf song and it's something by the dashboard light or something mm. Yeah, Isn't Paradise by the Dashboard Light, I think. That's right. I don't know yeah, if I know it's it, like though. a seven-minute song, and it's like kind of a story song. I think it's like uh, two people um, fall madly in love, and then at the end, it's sort of a twist. They're just fucking sick and tired of each other. Oh, <laughs> uh, like pina coladas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but he- yeah, uh, I, I'm, I got to go with Meatloaf. I got more... Uh, I don't really know what his impact was, mm-hmm. um, but I'm more interested in exploring Meatloaf. I think I am, too. I mean, I do want to get to Megadeth someday, but I feel like we need to get some real practice at that because I think Megadeth is going to be a, a like huge challenge because it's going to be so outside our comfort jo- zones in terms of genre. Um, just because right. like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same for you, but I've like never listened to any metal, any real metal, like a little yeah, bit of I think it's, Black Sabbath. I think at some point on the show, we have to listen to some metal and ideally something that's like very important, like, you know, to the genre 
but is also like super heavy. Like I'm not really interested in listening to like I don't think I want to listen to Black Sabbath. Yeah, I don't think I'm I not do very either. interested in that. Something that's like actually like heavy, like that Megadeth, right? Uh, song that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Meatloaf moves up to the next round. He was yeah. in Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's what I know him in. I've never seen that. Oh, dude, the movie is so good. It's for some that's reason it's like famously a bad movie, but it's actually a fantastic movie. It's just super kitschy. Um, right. And then his fan base is like super annoying, but you know. That's not really the movie's fault. Right. <laughs> doesn't isn't Meatlef's Meat Meatlef? Isn't he supposed to have like some massive vocal range and is supposed to be like an amazing singer? I don't know about that. Huh. Well, let's talk about some other things we don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Next pair, Lies of an. <sighs> Fuck! I can't even talk tonight. Liza Minnelli <laughs> versus Erica Badu. <laughs> is it Badu or Badu? I, I thought you were going to say uh, Liza Minnelli versus Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Millie Vanilli really qualifies <laughs> for our rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think I think for me, something, something that's interesting to me, and you, we didn't lay this out as an official rule, and I don't know if it needs to be, uh-huh. but I think... I think engaging in an artist that is somehow um, dismissed oh, is important to me. Yeah. So maybe bonus the, points for artists that no one we know has listened to and then someone who's just kind of like the butt of jokes. Yeah. So by that token, like, I've never listened to either of them before. Uh, I have a feeling that I would love everything that Erica... It, I don't even. I've never said her name before. I hope we're. Pronu- I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Erica, Erica Badu. 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 Erica Badu. Okay. Badu. Badu. Um. Uh, uh, Erica, if you're listening, Badu. I'm sorry. And also, if that's not how your first name is pronounced, I'm double sorry. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And so, I don't really know what her deal is. Um. But I have a feeling that I'd probably be pretty down for any of it. Um. But Liza Minnelli is someone who, I mean, she was on Arrested Development, She's like as so like fun on Arrested know. Development, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like uh, she is a caricature. You know, oh, she's a Broadway star. I just mm-hmm. watched the, a video of her the, the other day and um, never really seen her before, and mm-hmm. watched her do some song, and it was like Broadway jazz hands and stuff, oh and God. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so I'd be I'd be interested in um, I'd be interested in engaging with my like stamina for Broadway mm. because I have the I have this sort of like love hate relationship with Broadway where I love it as I love the idea of it I just hate the execution of it so often mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love the idea of like like. Um, it's one of the it's one of the few places where the the human voice is like still really celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I've heard of Liza Minnelli, her voice is like pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. But she's also like I think people like dismiss her, mm-hmm. and like you know her 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 legacy is sort of yeah. I, people make jokes about her. I think so. Um, I, I I would go with Liza Minnelli there. Okay. I, I I agree. Yeah, the, I pretty much know 
nothing about Erica Badu. Like, what's her what's her like most famous song? Do I know it? Uh, I don't know. Do you know any of her songs? No. All right. Well, Liza moves up to the next round. Yeah. So far, not Liza. a lot of controversy in these picks. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go to a pairing that's a little bit more out of left field. We have okay. Grateful Dead versus mm. Alanis Morissette. Oh, no. Yes. That's a really hard choice. Time to make some hard choices, Cameron. Do you saw off your leg to save your life? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> those are equivalent choices. Yeah, that, those, those, are, those are both perfect choices for, for this show. Yep. At least for me. I don't know if they are for you, but... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm assuming you only put together people who fit the rules, yes. the criteria. Yeah, I had so. to guess for you, but um, I <sighs> figured you probably hadn't listened to either of those. Man, yeah. I would say let's <laughs> let's not murder the one that we don't choose because I want to revisit <laughs> it later. <laughs> um, ah, man. Okay, so let, let's actually like get into it a little bit. So Grateful okay. Dead. Um I don't know. I maybe have heard like a song, but I really haven't like heard much of their music. I have an idea that they're sort of like the inventors of the jam band. Yeah. Is that true? Like that's the vibe that I get too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know that their thing is like Americana and rock. Uh huh. Um, and then like sometimes they're like a little bit bluegrass or blues. Sometimes they're just straight up rock and roll. They're a little folky sometimes too. Little hokey or folky? folky. Well, maybe both, but folky, folky is what I said. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that's the other thing. My impression is that they're very very hokey. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but more than that, I have this idea that you know they have this like ridiculously huge and and raving. And maybe embarrassing following, yeah, <laughs> of people that like literal following, uh, yeah, like they follow them around and see, yeah. Um, so I'm interested in that because it's like, why, you know, is their music deserving of that? Mm-hmm. Is something that would be interesting to me. And then if not, why? Yeah, was it just like, you know, could they? Could they do that now? If, like, the Grateful Dead, like, started now, could they have that sort of, like, cult following? Mm-hmm. Is it just is it just the magic of that time period well, and where people were fish, at? Fish started, culture, started counterculture. later than that. Yeah, and they have a similar thing, don't they? Yeah, but I think they're even more jam yeah. bandy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. that would be my main question for Grateful Dead is... Does is the what's the relationship between the fanatical response and the actual quality of the music? Right. Um, so uh, I'd be interested to see like how many. Well, that's the other thing. How many albums of great? How many Grateful Dead albums are there? Can I look that up? I mean, I just looked it up actually. There's only 13 studio albums, but if you include live okay. albums and everything, there's 140. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> right? Okay. So I w- so I'm more interested in the idea of like I would I would want to for research listen to a couple live albums um just so I could get an idea of like what a show was like, maybe like find the most influential live albums, you know. 
and like mm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really interested in the idea of listening to their studio albums, like just so that it's really separate from the show experience. Like, what is this music in its purest form, mm-hmm. like separate from this whole culture? So that's like what I want to get into for Grateful Dead. Um, I don't know if I would like any of it. It seems uh, ornery to me. <laughs> <laughs> the music. What, what do you mean um, by ornery? Uh, like, it seems obnoxious and like um, the... <laughs> Like the follow, like the the following is like people that I don't want to associate myself with. That's true. <laughs> I have a lot of judgments. I mean, I yeah. mean, we're talking about our unfounded stereotypes of these artists. But earlier this episode, Cameron, I referred to Rocky Horror Picture Show, which it turns out is a movie I love, and yet the fans are like so horrible to be around or talk to. <laughs> like the, they're the that has a similar like movement style of fandom. In, in that it has spawned right, like a cultural right. movement and the movie's great and the fit like the fan movement is pretty annoying right so alanis morissette i know almost um, nothing about her um i have oh man i have all sorts of really really strong ideas about alanis morissette mm. um i have like this idea that she's sort of excuse me you're excused just don't let it happen i have again. this idea okay <laughs> <laughs> I have this idea that she's sort of a poster girl for um, uh, a lot of things, like for this sort of like man-eater songwriter, like sassy, like angry girl. Like I'm I'm a woman and I'm angry and that's my thing. Deal with it. Like that's a new idea, like hmm. for a lot of people that were listening to her um, and especially being like uh, – I, I think she talks about kind of being abusive to men <laughs> in her songs. Really? What? Or or um or at least being in destructive relationships and like being a sort of in an empowered place in that mm-hmm. and not necessarily in a positive way. Hmm. Um and but like I think that f- she was sort of you know that uh, Carrie Underwood song where she's where she talks about um, it's a country song. Almost certainly don't. Okay, so there's a song that came out a while ago that was like, uh, maybe next time he'll think before he cheats because I fucked up his truck. Oh, I've heard of That's that. That's the whole song. Yeah, I've heard so of it. So it's like I feel like she, I feel like Alanis Morissette is responsible for that style of of um, or for the popularity of that style of song. And that kind of character in like a woman songwriter. And I have, yeah. So I don't know if that's true or not, but like, I think a lot of people felt very, a lot of women felt very empowered by her because of her like moxie. Hmm. Um, So, ah, that's a really hard decision. Yeah. Um, Can I hear, can I hear your input? Do you have any leanings? Um, I think Alanis would be a much more educational experience for me. Because I have, like I said, I have almost zero preconceptions about her at Interesting. all. Interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I, I did get a Grateful Dead album from the library and I ripped it on my computer, but I only li- ever listened to, they have like a, a version of, of Stagg Lee and, uh, yeah, yeah, 
I don't know. I, I've like randomly heard them come on or my friend Evan will like play right. them for me or something. Um, right. So, but I, I also do really like the idea of covering people who are not white men. And yeah, um, I mean, so far we have Liza, Abba and then Meatloaf. So it's, it's pretty, pretty balanced in terms of gender so far. Right. Ugh. I mean, let me look at her discography. She's got one, two, three, four. She's got eight studio albums. Oh, this is film. This is filmography. Filmography. She's got eight. She's got eight. Yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty doable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Here's the thing. I really want to do both of them on the show. I'd be interested in doing Alanis Morissette next. Okay. I'll move her up to the next. Yeah. Uh, next round. Okay. Great. Alanis. Got it. Okay. So let's uh let's see if we can pick up the pace a little bit. Um yeah. I, I know that was like probably the hardest choice you'll be faced with yep. so far. Next up, Dr. <laughs> Dre versus R. Mm. Kelly. Oh Fight. boy. First oh, I had it man. first set up as Dr. Dre versus Ice Cube before I did my revisions where I tried to get really similar artists not into right. pairs. <laughs> right. Okay. So, I have a lot of ideas about R. Kelly. I figured you might. Um, but I also I was also gambling that you hadn't have listened to like an entire albums of an albums worth of his music. I've listened to all of Trapped in the Closet, but that's Ooh. it. Uh, but that's and I, feel, I don't know several if, albums. I mean, that's like an I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they actually have that released like on CDs or whatever. Okay, but I watch I watch the whole thing, but that's it. And then, you know, the the singles I've mm-hmm. heard. Um there were a few of them. Uh and then Dr. Dre. Okay, so well, Dr. Here, right off dead. the He's bat. Locked in my basement. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh right right off the bat, uh-huh. I'm hesitant to like um I I'm I'm hesitant to like give more attention to R. Kelly than he than he deserves because he's like a super troubling guy. That being said, I've heard that also Dr. Dre is. Huh. Um but I don't think to the same extent. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> um yeah. So I mean with like all of the like sexual assault and like um uh statutory rape right. um stuff with R. Kelly. Um, yeah. I'd lean towards... But R. Kelly's also... It seems like it'd be more fun to just shit on, too. Uh. <laughs> like, we can make more jokes about it. Um, the thing that's cool about some of the, a lot of these other artists is, like, there's so many music videos. Like, there's no Garth Brooks music videos available online, oh. which is bonkers to me. You might have um, to be our, like our I look music for video it. correspondent, because... I don't yeah. know how many of those I can stomach watching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but the, uh, yeah, I would lean, I would lean Dre. Dre. Okay. Um, I think, I think, and and I feel conflicted about it because R. Kelly is like, I feel like I would have like a, like I have more preconceived notions about R. Kelly, but I just kind of don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're providing them with more exposure. Uh, we haven't... We ha- <laughs> you, you know how influential our show is. <laughs> our millions of listeners. 
Uh, it's not, I mean, and it's not like we've been uncritical of Garth. Like I, I think I'm walking away from Garth with a much more balanced idea of who he is, but I definitely right. have seen his flaws and we've discussed them at length. Yeah, but it wouldn't be, it's not the same as like doing a, a Bill Cosby fan cast. What? Wait, what? You know what I mean? No. Or like, do you know like what R. Kelly's been accused of? Well, yeah, but it's. I mean, okay. it's not like we're doing a fan cast. It's- I know, but like, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. I I don't I don't I don't necessarily know how to defend it. My temptation is to shun these people and to not give them uh, attention. Okay. Yeah, I think I get what you're saying. That like, you know, if we had a podcast where we watched movies, we probably wouldn't want to watch Roman Polanski movies because yeah you know like fuck that guy um yeah and whatever like encouragement we can give people to watch his movies is probably not yeah something we want to do and you know what like somebody who's such a scumbag like that not that i'm saying that necessarily r kelly is as bad as roman polanski because i really don't know at all right um but somebody who's that big of a shitbag just you don't have to feel like you need to engage with him on a cultural level okay right let's move up and and i i love the nuance of engaging with garth's flaws because i feel like his flaws are extremely nuanced yes that's a great way of putting it and and i and i feel comfortable with with that Mm -hmm. so anyway yeah yeah, let's go with dre that's great okay dr dre next up i have a uh, a really good feeling about this round okay we got lincoln park Versus insane oh, no. clown posse, Cameron. What do you think of that? Wait, hold hold on. You know that the lead singer of Linkin Park just committed suicide, right? I do know that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. Huh. Does that make you more I would or less likely with... to want to talk about them? <laughs> I think. I think less because it literally just happened. Okay. Um. But regardless. I'm much more interested in talking about ICP. <laughs> Interesting. Why is that, Cameron? Uh, because it seems, for similar reasons for Grateful Dead, they have this whole community, um, and I have no idea about what their music is. Um, like, I have a vague idea that maybe there's some kind of hip-hop in there, but it's also super heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true at all. I have no idea. It could just be circus music. I have no idea. I think there's a man named uh, Murder Mike or something, and there's a man named Axeman or something. Uh, 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 mur- oh, fuck, what is his name? Uh, big Big Joe Murder? <laughs> J- J- Joey, sounds about Joey right. Murder Man? Mur- Murderman? Yeah. Uh, Jackie Two Stabs. Steve, who's killed a person? Solinsky. Solinsky. He was one of the children from Honey, uh, I killed honey, a man. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> honey, I killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger, now he's dead. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would lean towards ICP. Um, I mean, I don't know. The Lincoln Park's pretty fucking funny. Like, Are just they? like the. I mean, the rapper, like, at least on all of the singles of Linkin Park, he <laughs> he's just like, I tried so hard, I tried so hard, got so far, oh, I got so far. So he's he's just, like a hype I man. Don't think, I don't think he literally does that. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's 
but just repeating his segments of his super the funny song lyrics. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the reason I w- I wanted to talk about Lincoln Park is because so I dismissed them so much when I was in middle school, which was when they had their biggest hits. I think I just thought they were the dumbest yeah. thing ever, and I hated them. Well, pretty much <laughs> for totally unfounded reasons. But I've seen a lot of uh, internet um, apologetics for Lincoln Park. Okay. Where people are saying that, like, you know, it was super meaningful for them. And, you know, especially after Chester Barrington killed himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they'd probably not be as fun to talk about as ICP. Um, and we'd have to watch Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Why? What? I- They're always in, like, the those soundtracks are just, like, chock full of Linkin Park songs. Oh, really? <laughs> I think the I think the ending credits on all of the movies are in Linkin Park songs. Oh no! Okay. Um, yeah. On the other hand, we don't want to get uh, murdered by uh, Killy Mc Killy McStabby Magoo. I don't know. <laughs> Juggalos. I think we're gonna get murdered by clowns. Yeah. We'll have to be nice. We'll just have to be nice. Okay. ICP. It is. All right. This must be a bathroom because ICP. Okay, next. <laughs> now, this one is an interesting pairing I'm going to throw at you because there's a good chance you know nothing about either of these. So. Okay. Well, one more than the other. Number one, Steely Dan. Number two, mm. Captain Beefheart. I said beef heart, oh. not Captain Beefheart. <laughs> could you even hear a Beefheart? Uh, I don't know if I could. <laughs> Um, I'm sure it's sweet like honey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's that buzzing sound they're always making. Are they fart propelled? Uh, okay. So, yeah, I have this idea. Like, I have one friend who's super into Captain Beefheart. Okay. Um... But I haven't really... I think maybe I've heard a song or two, but I, I have no idea what it's... I feel like it's, um... I don't know. I don't have very many ideas about that. Uh, Steely Dan, uh, I I get the impression that, like... One of my friends once told me, I think I'm an adult now because I've discovered Steely Dan and <laughs> I like them a lot. So I think that means that I'm, like, in my 30s. <laughs> um, Interesting. So, yeah, and I've heard, like... What's that one song? They have like a one song, right? Like the one that's like, what's number one on Spotify for Steely oh, Dan? Good question. Um, let me pull that up. Um, did you know that their name is supposedly a reference to a boner? Get a real <laughs> nice Steely Dan. That's hilarious. Looks like they have two songs that are about neck and neck for plays, 27 million each, with Do It Again and Reeling in the Years. I think reeling in the years is the one I've heard. I don't think I've heard any of them. I don't know. Uh, I would lean towards Steely Dan. He's also uh, yacht rock. That's a thing, right? Yacht rock. What? That's a subgenre. I don't know. I've never heard that term. I feel like he's like the poster child for yacht rock. Let me look this up. What is yacht rock? Okay, looking it up on Wikipedia. Uh huh. Um. Oh, this is a mockumentary. Yacht Rock is a mockumentary. Um, it's a Yacht Rock mock yeah. doc. <laughs> yacht Rock mock doc rock mock rock doc. Okay, so here are the people who are in Yacht Rock. 
according to this mock. I, okay, sorry. I thought this was like an actual thing. You're really taking not this just down a rabbit hole, aren't you? Uh, okay, you can edit all this out. Um, I'm more interested in Steely Dan. Uh, I think he's... <laughs> I w- sorry, he Dan Daniel <laughs> Steelers and Daniel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm more interested in Steely Dan because he's a little bit more in my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to influence a lot of people. Mm. Wait, are you talking about to me? He seems. Are you? Are you- <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> God damn it. I got really confused because I didn't expect you to keep on just committing to the bit like that. Okay. I don't know if I can talk about Steely Dan without just referring to Dan, <laughs> like Daniel the whole time. <laughs> Similar to how like Garf, uh, Garf is just like, well, for one, Garf, oh, yeah. and also just like we, we assume that he is the speaker in every song and that it literally happens to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I... I think uh, I have a, I hold him in a similar place in my mind as Neil Young, like as someone who people think is like people think Steely Jan- Dan Steely Daniel is a genius. <laughs> um, <sighs> you gotta. Stop. Let's move on. Steely Dan's my choice. Steely Dan. I I just I would really like the idea of Captain Beefheart because I've heard so many good things about them and they they almost they almost seem to have attained a. Like seventy uh, percent of the acclaim of Velvet Underground to me. Are you gonna use your veto? Shit. Do you want to play a game? I want to play. Because you game. know what. You know what's coming coming around the corner. Yeah. So you might need to save that veto. It's true, but I can only use it for the next couple of rounds, and I don't right. know if I want to use it. You know what? Let's make things interesting, punk. I'm gonna veto. Okay. Bow. Mean. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, come here. I asked Rachel if she would be the tiebreaker. That's nice, hon. <laughs> <laughs> and she agreed. She seemed that she would oh, okay. like to do that. Okay. So it, there's a pretty good chance you don't know either of these people at all. Um, so I put to you, we're having a tiebreaker of Captain Beefheart versus Steely Dan. Hey, Cameron. <laughs> hey, Rachel. Can you hear me? I can, yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, Nathan is correct. I don't really know either of these bands, so I'm probably not the best person <laughs> to uh, to be the tiebreaker here, but at least I've heard of Steely Dan. Um, there you go. And I think, th- isn't that, is. doesn't that sort of fit with like the premise of your podcast? I've heard about them, but I know absolutely nothing about them. <laughs> That's fucking what I was trying to tell Nathan. <laughs> so <laughs> I have one friend who listens to Captain Beefheart. I I've literally never heard of them before. So um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Steely Dan. I'm sorry, Nathan. <laughs> he Thank looks you. Disappointed. <laughs> Bye, Cameron. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> thank you, Rachel. Thanks for nothing. But also, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I can't believe I invoked my veto only to have your choice confirmed. I mean, I guess them's the breaks when it comes to invoking a tiebreaker yeah. like that. It's your rules, not mine. Yeah. I know. I, I really screwed myself over. Okay. Mr. Steelington Daniel moves on to the next round. 
Okay. Next round. Okay. Aaliyah oh. versus Pink. And Pink was suggested oh. by my pal over at Beyond the Box Set, John, who thought that she is somebody who has been commercially pretty successful, but has never really like attained a high profile and might be fun to talk mm. about. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know anything about Aaliyah's music. I think she died young, but I don't know why. Yes. I think she was like in a plane crash or something. Uh, that's the um, worst. I also think she was like married to R. Kelly when she was like 15 or 16 or something like ridiculous like that. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, you're right. So, uh, I also know that she's like queen of the damned or something. She's, I saw, I yes. saw a vampire movie on TV once she with her. She personally was queen of the damned. Yeah. I think she pulls someone's heart out Kali Ma style and eats it mm-hmm. in it. So As you that, do. That's all I know about her music, um, which is to say nothing. <laughs> all I know is that she was a vampire once. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And Pink, I'm pretty interested in Pink. Um, mm-hmm. Because Pink seems to be like a super empowering person um, for a lot of people. Uh, I also think that Pink's often kind of kind of corny, but I think that maybe mm-hmm. Pink knows that and doesn't give a shit, which I'm kind of into. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. I mean, I guess I would go with Pink because Pink has had a larger impact on me, and I feel like... Uh, I never listened to an album, but I have like heard a handful of her songs and um uh I had to confront her um as mm-hmm. a um sort of an iconoclast pop star um in my youth when mostly I was being trained to, you know, lust after these like um this particular standard of beauty and she was um uh, very subversive to that, uh, which I think is interesting. Hmm. Um, uh-huh. Which is not to say that Pink is unattractive, um, as much as like she's she's not conforming to um, um, strict gender uh, expectations of like ha- the way she's she's coded kind of queer. I don't know if she is or not, but huh. like that's interesting. Yeah. And I think she might be a a sort of if if she isn't if she isn't queer, um, I think she might be like a a very important ally for that community. Um, mm. So I'm I'm interested in in the idea of like what I would have to examine about myself in order to listen to a lot of Pink. How many how many albums does mm-hmm. she have? Uh, like four or five, I want to say. Okay. So that would be like a, a, a brief season, but, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, where I'm leaning. Aaliyah only has three. Okay. Pink has seven actually. Wow. Okay. Seven albums. For some reason, I'm really into the idea of talking about Aaliyah. She's only got three albums. So that's one thing. Um, and it seems like she's attained this almost mythical status and maybe that's just because she died young or maybe it's due to her just being i mean the uh let's see wikipedia said that she has these nicknames that are like what is it like uh princess of r&b and queen of urban pop yeah i guess first one then the other uh 
on a timeline. Um, so I think she's pretty important to a lot of the hip hop and R and B that's being made today. Yeah. Even though she died 16 years ago. Um, so, but I mean, pink also does seem like a good choice. Yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to do, you still want to do pink? Yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards pink. Yeah. All right. I used up my veto already. It's quarterfinals. Okay. Man, it's time to decide between ABBA and Meatloaf. ABBA. ABBA. Why? Why? Oof. You're just so sold on ABBA. Yeah. The stuff okay. I've heard, I think I'm going to have a better time listening to ABBA. I think people, I'm not sure about this, but I think people have stronger feelings, stronger negative feelings mm. about ABBA. Mm-hmm. And I have stronger feelings about ABBA's music. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm a lot more interested in in talking about ABBA. Okay. Yeah. I. Th- yeah. Yeah. It. Part of me just like wants to think about like the possibilities of talking about Meatloaf, and he seems like such a goofy figure, and just uh-huh. like this fun little weirdo who apparently has an amazing vocal range. But I mean, we can always come to him in a later season. Yeah. The decision stands. I mean, not that I could veto it or anyway, but I shall not protest. Okay. If you change your mind, well, you can't. <laughs> what? Oh, it's too late. <laughs> Good one. I like that. Okay. Thanks. Liza versus Alanis. Liza Alanis. Yeah. A uh, little harder here, but I think I'm going to have to go with Alanis Morissette. Um, Why is that? Because my impressions of Alanis Morissette are stronger um and uh i feel like i feel like there's there's more originality um in alanis's and there's more i th- i think she's like actually a songwriter and Liza Minnelli i'm assuming is mostly just sings show tunes i don't know if that's true but like i think she oh, sings a lot that's of a show good tunes good question yeah that's actually a great point and i think most people write music for her so i think alanis is like a stronger sort of like in a character with more sort of like artistic integrity. That's not a blow on Liza Minnelli. That's not a blow on Liza Minnelli. I don't know if I'd use that phrase. Um, just because she'd be very doing a very different thing as an artist. I I don't mean that Um, as a qualitative like statement as much as just like, she's, she has a very specific thing that she does and her operation is smaller is my impression. Mm hmm. Um, and Liza Minnelli is like even, I think she's even less involved in her music than Garth is in his music. Oh man. I'm looking at this album from 1968, two Randy Newman songs, one song by Hal David and Burt Bacharach, another, oh shit, another Randy Newman song. Um, and then a Beatles song. Yeah. She's a vocalist so, and a singer. She's like more like Barbara yeah. Streisand, who I'm still in, I'm still interested in Barbara and Liza. Like, but like, mm-hmm. I I think I I think I w- we have more to chew on with Alanis. Okay, you've convinced me. I want to yeah. chew on Alanis Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your fetish? Yeah. I mean, not to chew shame. <laughs> Don't want to yuck my yums. <laughs> that's my favorite phrase um okay alanis moves on to the next round all right so far our uh 
our semifinals is going to be only artists to start with A. Let's see if we can keep that theme up with Dr. Dre versus Insane Clown Posse. Okay. <laughs> you sound so weary. Uh, <laughs> I was a little sick today. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Um, uh, I think I would want to go with Insane Clown Posse just by by merit of their, like... The element of them being dismissed and mm. wanting to see if there's if there's if there's merit in their actual music, and similarly to like you know the Grateful Dead question, does their music mm-hmm. merit their following? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm. and and why and why is there a following? I'm I'm more interested in that. I feel like I I don't know a lot of specifics about Dre, but I think I think I get the basic idea. But I kind of have no idea what's going on with the ICP, and that's sort of more mm-hmm. of a mystery to me. Okay, yeah, I think, especially after yeah, I think you're right. Especially after the, I think there was like a a meeting of the Juggalos like at the White House or something recently, like a protest. Well, not at the White House, but they they like went out. They were like uh, the Capitol Mall or something, and they had like okay. a big like anti Nazi uh, protest. That's while fucking the Nazis rad. And white nationalists. I love that. Were like having their protest next to it or something yeah it sounded so cool yeah um yeah i i you've convinced me also ICP. also i'm i'm interested in the idea of of clowning um i would never uh-huh. myself do it but like um there people the idea of a clown has you know has been sort of perverted a lot but i think originally the idea is a very sort of you know a jester or a clown is a very politically subversive um like figure and like has is is able to do certain things that other people can't under the name of satire and like is is allowed to say and do certain things um and has certain permissions to go certain places. And I'm interested in that idea. And I'm, I, I'm kind of mm-hmm. interested to, to, to see to what extent is ICP like engaging with Commedia dell'arte, <laughs> you know, like, like what, what inspiration do they draw from Dante? Yeah. Like, is it performance art? I mean, obviously it is, but like, uh, to what extent is it like, is it a high con concept or something, you know? I think that their concepts get pretty high. Just like looking at their uh, discography, I see something called the Dark Carnival mythology. Yeah, yeah, uh, which includes like oh Jesus, like eight albums or something. Just it's like this hor- like crazy, like overarching thing going on. Uh, I'm I'm kind of getting more into the idea of talking about the insane clown posse, Cameron. Yeah, totally. What the hell? What? They released two albums on the same day called Bizarre and Bizarre, one with two Z's and one with two A's. <laughs> but it's not like uh, it's not like a double album. They're like two separate albums. Oh my god! What in the world? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're very intriguing, and they're moving on to the quarterfinal. Wonderful. Hooray! Okay. Next, Steely Dan versus Pink. Hmm. Ooh. I I'm gonna say pink. Okay, why? Um, because I think it's gonna be more challenging for me. Um, I think Steely Dan is going to get annoying mm-hmm. after a while. 
Um, <laughs> uh, even if it's really good, I think I'm just gonna get bored with it. Um, mm. and I feel like I'm interested in talk. You know, Pink is like our generation. You know, like when we when we were most likely to listen to pop music. You know, as teenagers that's when she was at her like height of success as far as I know, unless that's now, but I don't think it is, but like, you know, that's a good question. I think she's had some pretty big songs lately. She has that one with, uh, that guy, Nate from the format and fun. Huh? That was a pretty big hit. Well, I think, um, I, think I recognized it when I played it. I think she exploded like when we were teens. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right though. And then reassemble okay. yourself, Doctor Manhattan style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also, I'm I'm curious how many of Steely Dan's songs are just totally instrumental. In which case, I would have very little to say. Right. Yeah. Okay. Pink. It is. Pink. Sorry, okay. yacht rock fans. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, semifinals. Okay. On the one side, we have Abba and Alanis Morissette. On the other side, we have Insane Clown Posse versus Pink. This is a good slate of musicians. Uh, very, very about. good. It's okay, very good. we have to choose between ABBA and Alanis? Right now, yeah. That's the first one. Jesus. Okay. I think, I think ABBA is going to be more fun, probably, but Alanis th- might give us more to chew on and be more challenging. Well, here's the thing. Like... I want you to know about these people too. Like, and I feel like you don't know much about Alanis Morissette. I don't know much about her, but like, I feel like you have less like preconceived notions to combat with her. Right. Right. Yeah. But I think that can also be a good perspective to have, especially if you have such strong preconceptions. Hmm. But I think, I think ABBA's music is just going to be so fun. It's going to be such, so delicious. Yeah. And I and I love this sort of like redemption story idea of just like and it it we might not We're be gonna able to single handedly save Abba's career. <laughs> this this I I love the idea of like us two being into Abba, and I think there's an irony there that can still be earnest. So mm-hmm. like I like that. I'm gonna go with that. I'm I'm I hate to. Yeah, let's revisit Alanis Morissette, but I'd say ABBA, yeah. Okay, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Okay, ABBA as a finalist. Okay. Take a chance. Now, to, we'll take a chance on ABBA. So, Insane Clown Posse versus Pink, what yeah. do you think? <sighs> Insane Clown Posse, yeah, I'm more interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> They do seem way more in well, definitely on like a certain level, and for for probably things that are just so alien to us. Yeah, they do seem <laughs> really, really, really intriguing on that. On that. Oh wavelength. boy, how the fuck are we going to choose between Abba and Insane Clown Posse? That's the most incongruous <laughs> pairing ever. Dear Lord. That's why I love it. Oh my god. Okay. What a good so game. It's ICP. This is Saw. This is just like these like this is, <laughs> these are hard decisions. I feel yeah. like I'm like um uh, burrowing into my own stomach to find a bone key right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, sh- shall we make a case for each of them? Yeah. That, I mean, 
I don't know what we can say that we haven't said already. Yeah. Well, we 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 got to talk about uh, how many albums. How many albums does ABBA have? I think it's like eight. Okay, but I will check. Let's confirm that real quick. I'll look up Insane Clown Posse. You look up ABBA. ICP has like fourteen, and I think uh, ABBA has eight. Okay. So I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's definitely a point for ABBA. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how like how long we can keep up with ICP. Right. I feel like they would be a great band to like listen to one album and just talk about it for and just like really unpack it for like four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> we might need that much time and like that much. Uh, it might just be like so foreign to us that we would need to be able to do that. But I, I mean, I don't know. It's who can say. Yeah. Um. Okay. I mean, ICP is probably more relevant, more timely right now. Right. That's a good point. We might also get a bunch of Juggalo listeners that can become like loyal unto death. Yeah. <laughs> Our deaths. <laughs> Our t- <laughs> they're going to murder us. <laughs> I don't think they're honestly like that violent. I think no. I'm... I mean, I, I know that the uh, there's like the Hatchet Man, and there's like all kinds of like performative I mean, violence that it... happens in lots of hip hop. But it's not like they're actually going around murdering people constantly. Just every his, once in a while. On, his on name a is occasion. Violent J. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that could just mean that he's good at video games. No, I get it. It's horror core. Um, okay, here's here's what I think we should do. I think we should, I think we should listen to um, an ABBA song just together at the same time, and then we should listen to an insane clown posse song at the same time, and just like have like a, a just a tiny tiny mini sode about each one of those songs. Ah, okay, yeah, what yeah, do you think? sounds good. Um, let's okay. see. How about for ABBA, we do The Winner Takes It All. That is their most popular song on Spotify that's not Dancing Queen or Mamma Mia. I don't want to talk About things we've gone through Though it's hurting me Now it's history Whose voice is so good. Yeah. I wonder if the Insane Clown Posse's voices are going to be equally as good. The winner takes it all The loser standing small Beside the victory That's the destiny This is a very, like, uh, Broadway style. Yeah. The gods One of the things that John from Beyond the Box Set was saying is that ABBA definitely has like a bubblegum sort of sheen to it, but yeah, uh, that a lot of their lyrics are kind of dark and much more gloomy than you would expect. Right. getting faster yeah 
This song is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what this really reminds me of? This reminds me a lot of Jacques Brel. I don't know. Um, his best song is probably one of the best songs ever written, which is uh, Numakita Pa. Okay. Insane Clown Posse. It's not their most popular song, but I kind of want to listen to Juggalo Homies. Okay. Or we could listen to Hocus Pocus, but with two K's instead of two C's. What do you think? Let's listen to Hocus Pocus. Back like a vertebrae. Okay. There is like kind of a clown vibe to the music. Yeah. What? And I'll call you by your name, Dick Anus. What's Fago? Oh, it's their uh, soft drink. Huh. Uh, it's from. It's only like available in the Detroit area, basically. fuck that fuck that all right so we listened to both songs which one did you like more wow oh my god that's really hard to say which is not at all what i would have expected so that was a lot more consonant than i thought it was going to be like that was actually pretty easy to listen to yeah um uh, and they also just like have they have so much going on in terms of like story yeah um and sort of like overarching narratives for their albums in between albums and uh that comes from an album the icp comes from an, uh, an album called the great malenko and it's all about like meeting this fortune teller named the great malenko and how <laughs> there's that bit where he's like uh, i met great malenko uh he gave me three wishes that night i fucked three fat bitches he just said made the same wish three times <laughs> that's hilarious I regret nothing (laughs) oh my god oh my god oh Cameron I would not have expected to say this but I'm kind of leaning towards ICP there might be a lot more to chew on there Um, and maybe I was surprised by this by this recording that we just listened to how I mean, I, I, I'm curious about what the rest of them sound like, but it was, it wasn't as challenging on a sonic level as I thought it was going to be. It was actually just pretty like, yeah. it was more like, I don't know. It, it reminded me more of like a mon- the monster mash or something, <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. pretty, you know, just kind of silly and uh, kind of reminded me of like early red hot chili peppers. 
um, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, some of their just like silly rap songs. Yeah. Um, they're definitely yeah. like, like having a lot of fun and not taking themselves too seriously. And just like, yeah, they, it's not for nothing that they wear clown makeup. <gasps> Whoa, right. They have feature. Oh, I forgot. ICP has feature films. They have big money oh hustlers and big money rustlers. And we're obviously going to have to watch those. Maybe special okay. episodes. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I think I like the, I like the sort of, I mean, are we going to go to a gathering at some point? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, how deep are we going to go? Is this going to be investigative journalism or like... <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't... I mean, ABBA is the safe bet. That's definitely right. for sure. Right. But I think uh, there's something there's something attractive about just really taking a leap and going for ICP. All right. With with maybe the caveat that we will allow ourselves to bail if we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like if we're having like just a shitty time. Yeah. Um, and and it's just like we don't even know how to talk about this. Then. Uh, but uh, I mean that goes without saying. That's all. That's always been an option. <laughs> it's yeah. always been on the table. <laughs> We're making yes. a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the most quittable medium. <laughs> it really is. Uh, okay. Let's go with insane clown posse. I did not think that's who we were going to decide on <laughs> in this either. episode, but yeah, Ooh. I think we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta be brave. An upset win by ICP. Sorry, Abba. Sorry, Abba. We'll come back for you at some point. Okay. And they're like, if you change your mind, <laughs> I'm the first in line. They're the first in line, literally. <laughs> All the oxen free. We'll see. Exactly. All right, Insane Clown Posse. Jesus, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> This is the like biggest left turn from uh, from Garth that we could possibly make. <laughs> is it? I feel like a metal album would be maybe a, a, a more of a, a left left turn. Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm like terrified and excited at all at the same time. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess I guess we should sign off. Yeah. I've been Nathan Hunt, aka. I think I killed a guy, Mike. <laughs> and I'm Cameron Duet, and I'm fucking perfect. <laughs> That's a pink reference. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to the episode in which Cameron and I have picked the artist that we're going to talk about after Garth, PG, post-Garth. That'll be season two of Think Outside the Box set. We say season, but it's really just a division of who we're listening to at the time. There won't be any interruption besides taking in a day off for Christmas. I did want to say that in the future, these kinds of bracket tournament episodes will be available to our uh, supporters on our Patreon. So you can go to our Patreon at support.boxset.website, 
kick us a few bucks, and we'll send you some uh, some bonus episodes, like these bracket tournaments, and a few other fun little ideas that we have up our sleeves. Whether or not you support us, you can email us at electronic underscore mail at boxset.website, or if you prefer, if you prefer to be a little bit more uh, pithy, you can email us at email at boxset.website, or tweet us at totebspodcast. You can go to our website at boxset.website, and if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be amazing. It would really help us out. And if you want to support us directly, you can go to support.boxset.website and become a supporter through Patreon. Or you can go to our merchandise page at store.boxset.website where you can buy t-shirts, phone cases, I think there are even some mugs up there, sweatshirts, hoodies, awesome stuff like that that gives us money directly because Threadless is cool. That's all for now. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week for a very special Garth Christmas episode. A jingle, 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 jingle. Ho, 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 ho.